Hi, Nina. Hey, Max. What time is it? It's coaching time. Let's do it. Pool potential. <laughs> I'm living my life at the pool. So I can start with my first question to you, Max. Okay. Describe yourself in a few sentences. Wow. Describe myself in a few sentences. Now we're starting deep. <laughs> <laughs> But this is how the podcast needs to be, like, you know, like just a genuine, genuine conversation about about these things. Yeah, and I would love for our audience to get to know you better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, how do I describe myself? And what do you say in three sentences? No, you didn't give me a uh, limit. No, I just said like few sentences. Few but sentences. It can be also three. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, I think like what describes me most is like I'm actually very caring about people. Maybe too much caring sometimes that I put myself second. But um, I'm very positive most of the time. I like to uh, to be around people. Very passionate about my my golf. But yeah. It's a very open question. What do you like most about the people you're surrounded by? Well, I try to surround myself with people that that are giving me positive energy. You know, like sometimes you're around people and you actually feel like drained. Just trying to cut out that sort of people and yeah, just have people where you really want to be around. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good question. Maybe I'll I'll how I'll ask you one. My questions aren't that deep yet. Maybe I need to go backwards because my first question isn't that deep for you. Um, That's fine. It shouldn't be that deep. Yeah. It's like a super German question. It's like just a topic, <laughs> topical question. It's like, how did you get into coaching? Uh, just curious, like what was the first memory of becoming? That's actually my second question, which leads to we can put them together. How did you get into coaching? And then what's your like first memory of coaching becoming a passion for you? Okay, let's start with the first question. Um. I started getting more into coaching in 2020 during the pandemic. I started a program which was with Tony Robbins. It was like an audio program conducted with him and like a few other coaches. And I was really inspired by the questions he was asking and how he kind of, you know, got into like a de deeper, de deeper level of asking questions, finding out what people, what kind of challenges people have and what kind of challenges they're facing. And as we all had lots of time, obviously, I just got more into it. And then obviously I had few challenges at that time for myself. So I thought, you know, why don't I kind of get to know myself better and start my own personal growth journey. So that was like the first kind of, you know, touch point. And then becoming a coach myself, I was always very interested in people's stories. I like how they, you know, I always wanted to understand why they do certain things and um, it was very special to me to kind of understand how they got from point A to point B and how I could maybe help them. And yeah, and then last year I always had this in my mind, but I never really did it because I thought, you know, I, I should do my main job, focus on that. Um, do what society expects of you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And um, yeah, and then I just, I don't know, I had this wake up moment. I was like, I really want to help people. I spent the last 30 days uh, impressing people, 
or not days, like years actually. And then moving forward, I thought like, you know, the next 30 years I want to spend on having an impact on people and helping them. So yeah. That's yeah, I know, I know what you mean, because like for me, the reason I'm sitting here with you now is actually, and I guess it goes goes down the same sort of, or same motivation. It's because you said you, f you started first getting to know yourself, right? Like I started therapy to get to know myself first. And the reason I'm doing this now is because I saw what it can do to someone. And then you kind of just feel like you want to help someone else to, to feel the same way. So yeah. I guess like for you, it's also like the experience you had with coaching for yourself to then actually go, okay, how can I show someone else to have that experience and, and help them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you touched on the therapy topic. How, um, how do you feel about therapy in general as a topic for our society? Well, I guess there's still some stigma around it. I mean, the reason we call this podcast Generation Coaching and it's obviously our conversation starter uh, was the fact that our generation is the first generation that really accepts or is, is able to talk about their situations, their potential problems, their aspirations, their fears, and it's okay to not be okay. So yeah, I think. Um, Do you know anyone in your, let's say, closer circle who also does therapy? Yeah, actually, I know quite a few people, yeah. which is nice because that's, I guess, to a certain degree, conversations that started with friends, just opening up about it, made me realize that I'm not the only one who's like, in this situation, you know, friends tell you about experiences where they needed help. You tell them about your experiences and you realize like, okay, you're not alone. And the more you open up, the more you actually get back because other people are in a similar situation. Can, can you share like an example that really helped you um, moving forward with therapy? Like, do you have any, you know, like example that you're practicing now on a daily basis, let's say that came from therapy well probably journaling yeah great that's I, like the biggest yeah. one like every time you it's actually interesting i i, I thought everyone has a voice in their head talking to him <laughs> or them but not everyone does like apparently there's people that don't have this like voice in their head but yeah for me journaling was a way to you know you have like a weird thought or you have like a negative thought or worry and in your head, it can just become this like big thing. And the next thing you know, it's like it, it, it paralyzes you just thinking about it constantly and just writing it down for me sometimes just gets it out of my head. Yeah. So that's like one thing that therapy has has helped me to to overcome sometimes like a, a negative thought or a worry and like kind of kill it in the in the moment. But yeah, that's like one thing. And then meditation. I think meditation is the other thing. And, and oh, let's call it uh, mindfulness, because I think it's it's something that's becoming a lot more obvious and more apparent that people do in, on a regular basis. I don't know if the right word apparent is, but like a lot of people are actually practicing mindfulness. And even if it's just two, three minutes in the morning before you make your coffee, sit down and actually just be for a minute. Yeah, that really helps me when things get too busy too much just to like take a second and and stop i think that can be that's that's like a big tool i've i've taken out of therapy that helps me yeah absolutely i think that's very powerful especially the journaling point that you mentioned um i journal myself for almost two years now 
and I just love it so much. It really helps. Do you do it every day? Mm, I do it every day for like 10 minutes, just writing down what goes through my head. Sometimes I set intentions for a day or I make a wish or um, I report on something I didn't feel comfortable with and I just love it. It's great. It's a great tool and way for yourself to, first of all, understand yourself better, but also to release what you mentioned, like stress, anxieties, and challenges you're currently facing. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, I agree. I always try to tell people to do it, but um, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm sometimes too pushy, because I think like it helps me, it needs to help everyone. It works well, I, for everyone. I do think, like my mom, for example, she always says, Nina, I don't like writing, I hate writing. I'm like, mom, it's not like writing as you would write a book. It's like just writing literally what comes to your mind doesn't even need to be a specific sentences but yeah you should keep doing <laughs> convincing yeah people. no because i i for example well actually step back i will step to the beginning when i started the first time journaling i used like a journal that had like certain things you would have to write down every morning and every evening it was like a set agenda i think it was like three things you you want to happen today, three things you're grateful for. And then in the evening, you kind of do the same again, but retrospectively on, on the day, I think it was like, and it became a, to a point where it was nearly like a checklist, right? You like get home and say, oh mm. no, I need to do my journal. I need to answer those three questions. So now I actually don't journal every day. I journal, I work with, with Sava, my coach on it. And he said like, don't, don't, just do it for the sake of it, do it when it's right. And I started actually just sort of, I try every day, I don't do it every day. But like when I have time and I have, like I said, these thoughts and stuff, and I feel like, do you know what, just get them onto paper. I free journal, like just whatever it is. Sometimes it's it's a letter, sometimes it's bullet points of, of things I wanna achieve if I do it in the morning and in the evening. Sometimes it's just sort of having a look at the things you've you've done that day, accomplished, or things that you didn't accomplish. I think that's also a good way to sort of sometimes when you actually think the day was not a great day to write it down, you realize actually it wasn't that bad. It was a few bad things, but there's yeah. also a, good, a lot of good things. Yeah. And also you end the day with like a positive thought, I feel, if you write down what you're actually grateful for. And just on the point what you said in terms of answering the questions in the journal, I feel like if it becomes a, a task on your to-do list, it just gets very exhausting for you know to kind of you know write yeah have another thing on the to-do list if, that you actually have to do so yeah it's i think you should journal whenever you feel like um, and it can be every day for me it helps every day for others i don't know once a month and then you do like i don't know five pages so the consistency is not always this every day it's uh, exactly whatever is is your consistency yeah could be once a week once a month once an hour um, to take this conversation maybe back also to the overall topic, I just thought, you know, like in our intro, we say like, what's, what would life be like if there was no fear of rejection and no fear of, of failure? What would you say life would be like if we wouldn't have that? I remember I asked you, I think that once in a voice message that I sent to you a few weeks ago. Um, well, I mean, if you would have no fear of rejection, obviously, I think you would do anything you want, right? Like you would be the person you want to be. You would uh, live your life like you imagining it. You would not stick to certain society standards. 
you would yeah just be bold in so many more ways you would you know speak to people you might not know you would travel to countries you wouldn't be afraid of you there's so many things actually you would do right but i think it comes down to basically trying to be this person and just getting more and more closer to the person you actually are rather than you know kind of listening to this voice in your head of like you can't do this you can't do that so yeah i think there's so much we could do it's just a matter of are we willing to take this challenge on yeah i always think like this is funny actually because every time someone asks that question or even you ask that question the first thing that I do is like smile because in my head, I'm like, I'm not doing it yet. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, what could I do if I would just not, let's, let's call it, not give it sh about everything. Yeah. You know, um, and I think like, I think that's the conversations I think that could be really fun to have on this podcast with people. Like what are their fears and what are their sort of worries about why we actually not do? And maybe we can even interview people that don't have it like they've overcome it and see see what we can learn from them and like the experiences they've had in getting to there and maybe that inspires people to to maybe sometimes just uh, take a leap yeah absolutely i mean max i would be also very keen to understand how you see that basically what is like your biggest fear at the moment you would say which one should i start with <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we said we're not going to make a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the longest podcast ever. No, jokes aside. Um, what's my biggest fear? Like if you like at the moment, let's say, you know, mm. like in the in the current stage you are in life with your state of mind, what would you say is like a fear that you at least come across every day or you think about it every day? There's two that come to my mind. One is like not being accepted or liked, you know, like. And I think to a certain degree, it's normal. You always want to fit in with the people you care about, right? The people around you. Max is a very attractive guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like it's, it's um, and yeah, maybe go back to the, to the looks, right? It's not about like being liked for what you look like. If, if anything, that's the last thing you want to be liked for. You want to be liked for who you are. You want to be accepted for who you are. And so sometimes the fear that it, that, that, that I have on an everyday basis is what people might think of you, right? You meet someone um, at work, for example, client, you want to be, be liked by them because you want to do business with them. You want to be successful at your job. So ideally you want to be liked by them, but sometimes you end up playing a role which is not authentic and maybe then that person doesn't like you as much. But um, yeah, that's my, my probably daily fear I come across. What does that person, your opposite of think of you? Funny to say this into a microphone that might that might be listened to by someone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one, the one big one. And I said a second one, right? And the second one is just maybe sometimes I think like the, the not being accepted, like and not being good enough. Maybe that's the second one, not being good enough. You know, I have these like high aspirations for what I want to achieve. And to be fair, when I look back in my life, I've achieved quite a bit. But it's always like you're never in the Absolutely. moment. You're always chasing the next big thing. And then sometimes you're actually you're constantly worried about failing and not getting to the next step. Yeah. And I think this is also where coaching at itself really helps, even though you don't necessarily need to have a problem, you know, to, ha to work with a coach or being coached. 
it's more about reflecting on what you have achieved, uh, appreciate your presence, and then also see how you can move forward, obviously, in the future and what kind of goals you actually want to achieve. Um, so I think this is a very powerful tool to kind of keep track on it as well, but not with another to-do list, more with a, like, like a tool to kind of appreciate yourself and what you have already achieved. And as you said, I think you achieved already a lot and there's so much more you can do. Uh, it really depends, you know, how you basically take that to the next level. And the not feeling liked by people is, I think, one of the hardest challenges we need to overcome, right? What are your fears and on a daily basis? Because yeah. I think it's a good question. It's an interesting question. It's probably a question everyone has an answer to. I don't think anyone will ever say, don't have that. Yeah. I think I would go as well with the not being liked, but... Why do you think... Because it's not only you. It's like, I feel like everyone is like in this society nowadays, constantly trying to fit in. And if we don't fit in, we... First of all, we're probably not true to ourselves. I think it's also connected with the thing that you really like sharing your successes with other people. So, you know, when you graduate in school, you share it with your family, your friends. So you're very happy about it, right? So if you would only celebrate it for yourself at an age of 18 or 20, probably your self-love is not really established, right? So you're like, oh, I need like, you know, I need to be the most popular person in, in the class. I need to be very loved. And this is where you actually kind of learn that it's important or at that time what people think about you. And when you come back to the fact of like sharing your success with others, I think it's, it's nice to be liked, right? Like it feels comfortable. Whereas obviously there are people who don't agree with you in certain uh, stages of your life or you just don't get along with them or they may be very negative. But I feel like that's also okay. It's more a matter of like, how do you expand the people who like you or love you and um, focus on them? Right? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the big thing to, to focus on the people that you accept you the way you are and don't try to change you yeah and the second fear i would say it's definitely um i think if i would not live the life i want to live in the future i think i would i would be very sad in the sense of like i know there's so much more i can do and i really want to get there having an extraordinary life and that's why we both sit here today right like we left our comfort zone. We grew up in Germany. Now we live in London for almost eight years. It's kind of this kind of personality characteristics that basically, you know, takes you to the next level in like experience different things outside your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. Actually thinking about it, like moving to London, it was probably the first time I actually went out of my comfort zone properly, being in a new place. I knew a few people, but not many. I didn't know what my job was going to be on a daily basis. It was a lot of question marks, but it was exciting at the same time. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a feeling you actually end up chasing your entire life to find it again. You know, this sort of like getting yeah. out of the comfort zone. No, definitely. So Max, I have a <laughs> more questions. I don't want to go through this, uh, questionnaire here for you, but 
Maybe so people maybe should know why we're doing this question thing. Maybe we should just quickly explain. Yeah, maybe you go for it. Okay. So we thought to make this a bit more of a conversation, um, each of us had to prepare some questions, which we obviously started already, but um, five like five questions we were interested in the other person to answer. And we didn't prepare in terms of the other person didn't know the questions. So uh, they're very open, direct. So what you're getting is... Uh, the raw truth from us <laughs> no uh, no fake conversations which we we'll, won't have on here but yeah go for it cool max so my first question obviously kind of reflecting into your past your childhood if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be <laughs> wow <laughs> this is like a coaching question <laughs> yeah is this therapy or is this a podcast <laughs> um what would i change it's quite a hard one yeah it's a difficult one it's a difficult one to just sort of answer straight out of the blocks i don't know i'm just gonna go with what my my head's just telling me right now i think like one thing i would change do you say like what I would do or what my upbringing would be my, my parenting? The parenting no, like it, basically when you when you got raised as a child, if you think of one thing that you would have liked to have changed, you know? I don't know. It's probably just chasing more the dreams you have as a child. Yeah. I think that's one thing I would change. Sometimes you look back and you realize you... I mean, it's it's not like a it's a, a bad thing, but like if I go back in my childhood, I think it was very much I I I was sort of not given, but like I was told a little bit of a plan of what life would be like. You know, school, uni, get a good job, work your way up. I think sometimes I would have explored maybe a little bit more as a child. Mm -hmm. Like that's one thing. Yeah. But apart from that, like I'm, I'm very grateful for the upbringing I had because I had like a good childhood, like I had everything I wanted or needed. But sometimes there's that passion, like sports, right? We, we know how much I'm ex excited for golf and how much I play and how much I do now in, in this field. It's like something maybe if I was a kid, I would have explored it a bit more, but then I wasn't as passionate about it when I was a kid or so. But um, yeah. How do you feel about golf? You know that we're best. <laughs> it's my uh, it's my greatest passion now. Um, it's it's something I love doing as a hobby, something I love doing even more than just a hobby potentially. But it's um, yeah, it's my my happy place sometimes. Mm -hmm. It can also be my my horrible place, like when it doesn't go well. But um, it's a way of doing something in a very playful way. Obviously, it's a game, but um, yeah. No, that sounds amazing. I mean, I always see how passionate about how passionate you are about golfing, how much you love it, and it's actually nice to see people pursuing their passion and really do something they love. Because I feel like often we kind of get lost in you know the daily business that we don't really understand what are we are what are we actually passionate about what do we like like and often when i ask people they they say nina i have nothing i'm passionate about i'm like 
this can't be true. There must be something, you know. And um, a lot of people lose their passion along the way, right? Like if you go back into your childhood, there was everyone had something yeah. they loved, right? But and if it was building sandcastles on the beach, yeah. right, that could be a passion, and you should have become a bloody architect. <laughs> but um, oh. we all we all have like, what was your childhood thing? You know, like everyone has it. I was. I, I remember like my first thing was pilot. Pilot. And then it was Formula One driver, which I actually pursued for a while. And unfortunately, like, that maybe goes back to one thing I would have changed. Like when I didn't win straight away or like over a certain period of time, I wasn't the best. Mm. I didn't pursue it. But like not being the best straight away doesn't mean you can't put the work in and become the best, which is now my mindset. But back then, maybe that was something I was lacking. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, back to you. No, I, I like the pilot. So I wanted to be a pilot. I remember that. But that's also a passion. I was just going to say, isn't that like family? Yeah, that's like a family based. But um, I always wanted to be a superstar, actually. Superstar? <laughs> I love Britney Spears. And I thought like one day I'm going to be on stage performing like her. My sister always told me, Nina, if there's you one thing you, you really can still do that. <laughs> you can still do that as a coach. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, my my singing skills are not not great enough. So, but yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, reminding yourself what you were passionate about as a kid really helps you to kind of move forward and, and pursue it at least in the next, you know, 30 years to to find something you really you really love. And um, for me, like during the pandemic, for example, I just realized that I kind of lost any passion I had because in London, like everything is so external facing, right? Like you go out, you celebrate, you party, you meet different people. But I remember one day I was thinking like, what is actually a hobby, Nina? You don't, except like working out, meeting friends, there's like, there's something missing. So yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of great to get back to yourself and find what you're truly passionate about right yeah like i said i think everyone has a passion somewhere but i know what you mean like actually sometimes you speak to people they don't have anything they do work they go home watch netflix and then they go to work again and on the weekends they they go out not that i don't like going out but uh, <laughs> I, I go out too right <laughs> sometimes too often but it's like that it becomes a ritual, right? Yeah. Monday to Friday work, Friday, Saturday party, Sunday feel shit, go back to work Monday. But there's no sort of like passion, purpose, a hobby that drives them. Maybe the work can be, right? Like a lot of people have a work life that is they're passionate about. I, I, you, you shouldn't like discredit that. A lot of people get their energy from Monday to Friday. Yeah, but do they actually is also the question, right? I mean, there are lots Well, if of you were a coach Monday to Friday, five five to nine, let's call it like a five to nine job, that would be... Yeah, that would be awesome. Energy. Yeah. Like I actually, if I think about my job working in sales, like I get a lot of energy from the people I meet. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of sales, right? It's like working with different people, finding solutions, be on top of things. It's a it's also a very fast paced environment, right? So you have a you have different stages throughout the day and challenges you're facing, which makes it more exciting. Yeah. Actually, 
I just had a thought, which actually brings me back to the pandemic because you found your passion there. One thing I realized during the pandemic was how much I actually thrive of or get energy from the people I'm surrounded by. So like going to the office, but also meeting clients, meeting new people. I actually only realized when that was taken from me that that was a source of energy for me. And I had like moments during the pandemic where I was just like questioning what I'm actually doing because I'm sitting at home trying to sell offices or furniture, which is what I do, but no one's there. So it was like completely purposeless. Like I, d yeah. I didn't get it then. Obviously it turned at some point into, okay, what the, what's the future of work? That's when it got interesting again. And then you started rekindling with people, but that's where I got the energy from, like with being with people, helping people to a certain degree, right? Like having conversations about what we can do to make, make the work life better. And that's also where for me, the journey in therapy actually started during that time. Cause I realized I had time to sort of maybe reflect, but also I realized a few things and sort of realized, okay, there is something you can actually improve on because there are things. But do you also like spending time alone? Now? Yes. And see, this is what I felt like I realized during the pandemic that I always considered myself as a strong extrovert, um, going out, organizing parties for my friends, hanging out. Like I was constantly with people plus my sales job. And then during the pandemic, obviously, as we all work from home, that was taken away. And then I realized actually I had to finally face myself and be a bit more by myself and actually start kind of loving myself again for who I am and not being always or have this external validation by others. And then I was asking myself, I was like, that's interesting. So maybe I could be also an introvert. So I moved from extreme extrovert to like a balance more, I would say, of like introverted, extroverted to really also appreciate time with myself and being very present and um, actually doing activities with yourself in the sense of you go for a walk, you buy a nice coffee, you listen to a podcast, but while you're doing it, you're very present, like you enjoy it to the fullest. Um, so would you, would you consider yourself a extrovert? What would you say? Because I always thought it can never change, but actually it can change. Yeah. Can't you be a bit of both? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or like you can be, you can be an extrovert in certain situations and introvert in others. Yeah. I'd probably describe myself more than as an extrovert just because of, like I said, I like to be around people. I can be by myself now. But I, I really enjoy engaging with people, talking to people. Yeah. So I would describe myself more as an extrovert. Love that, Max. I think you're very much an extrovert. That's why we're sitting together here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you something about relationships, obviously, with like friends and people, you know. How do you feel about your relationships with um, important people in your life? And what kind of steps do you take to improve connections? Let's say you meet someone new or even you have a, a current friend, like, you know, what would be actions for you to 
like your personality like max what would you invest to improve a relationship or a friendship yeah i think again like the first thought that comes to my mind is i've got a great circle of friends which i'm very grateful for and i just heard like a statistic recently which actually baffled me the fact that the average answer or the most common answer for how many pe people or how many people sorry how many friends do people have to turn to when they're not feeling good mm. and the the most common answer was zero. Oh wow um i think it was a study in the us so don't quote me on it but um i i, I was i think i heard it recently on, on a podcast and um actually it's crazy And that's something I'm grateful for when I look at my circle of friends. I feel like I have a lot of friends I could turn to when I when I need help. And it's probably something I should... Or the, the reason I do have that is because I invest also time into those relationships. I think we can all do better sometimes. We sometimes don't connect enough with good friends. I had a, a phone call with a very good friend uh, a few weeks back who was quite frankly one of my closest friends from my childhood but we through life kind of you know you 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 get a little bit distracted or you know life comes in between the sort of everyday conversations you used to have and we didn't talk for a long time and uh, she reached out to me recently and we had a very nice phone call and it's like do you know what that's actually the kind of things you need to do like the people that really matter like actually take time to reconnect with them and even if it's just a message That can go a long way. And then the other thing I really think is important for me to build like these deeper relationships is to actually open up about how you are, who you are, what you feel um, and share that. Because I feel like when you and I, I, I'm not saying I'm like good at it or great at it, but like being vulnerable to the people you are closest with actually deepens the relationship because they open up too then and you create this bond Because I think you always try to be great on the outside. But once you open up to each other, you actually connect on a much deeper level. And that's the great relationships that you can then turn to when you need help. So I think like a lot of people have maybe very superficial relationships for all the wrong reasons or all the right reasons. But to actually open up and be vulnerable and share your problems, share your feelings with friends is actually how you can improve The relationships you have with those people that really matter to you yeah i think like our friendship for example right wow this is getting that's, deep that's now an interesting one. <laughs> no our, like we know each other for i don't know what's it 16 years 17 years if not longer yeah but we had this connection where we opened up very quickly over a very short period of time about probably because we're on a similar journey when it comes Absolutely. to self-improvement coaching therapy whatever the topic is but it opened up very quickly And um, I think that actually built like a very close relationship between us quite quickly, right? And like, at least I feel like that way. <laughs> Tell me if it's wrong. Maybe it's just... <laughs> um, but no, I think opening up about how we feel, who we are, deepens that relationship in a very nice way. Whereas if you go to the pub every Friday, you don't build that relationship and that circle of friends you can turn to and that you can trust. Yeah, so true. I think the last yeah few years we all learned so much on friendships, right? People who we connect with, people who leave also our life. But then we also, as you said, like 
we also make a space for new friendships new people who come into our lives and you know um i think that's yeah that's very beautiful yeah i like that i think to come to a little bit of a conclusion of today i think it kind of sets a little bit the scene for what the kind of conversations we are going to have on this podcast i think we've already we're not going to name anyone yet but we have some really exciting friends guests coaches that we will will interview in the the coming weeks and then and share that conversation with you guys uh, very soon but yeah i think it's it's going to be a fun journey a very open unstructured conversation maybe as a first podcast but I actually i really enjoy that yeah. rather than just ticking boxes and um there's an agenda for the for the people we we're going to interview and what we want to get out of them for for us for you guys and also for them to to learn constantly learn from each other i think that's like the key key thing and then and, and help each other constantly improving like our intro already said um to live a bit more of a or not a bit more jesus why the underestimation here um to to live a really fulfilled life no yeah i mean max i really much enjoyed that that was our first episode so exciting and um maybe just for all uh for our listeners and if you have any if uh, you're out there hello <laughs> <laughs> if you have any topics you want to hear more about send them through all social media channels we are at and yeah we hope you really enjoy that and we can't wait to get this started right yeah well we just did we just did <laughs> <laughs> all right guys have a have a great day and um see you very soon hear you very soon Bye, Max. Thanks, Nina. <laughs> <laughs>